0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Tomorrow is Mother's Day and I want to honour incredible moms in today's episode I've called Signs of a Good Mom. This episode is dedicated to the amazing moms I've had in my life. First and foremost, there is my mother or mom, as I affectionately call her. She's one of those amazing, beautiful women who never looks her age. When I was a teenager, people always thought that she was my older sister, and I imagine it's because we talk like sisters, too. If you know Sharon Fletcher, you know it's easy to talk with her. When I was a teenager, mom taught me how to perform the tasks of a bookkeeper, and that skill has helped me pay the bills for most of my life. Mom also taught me to keep an open-door policy where the more the merrier is our motto. Everyone feels welcome at mom's house, and although sometimes my sister and I didn't appreciate it like we should have, mom, you are a great example of showing acceptance to so many My mother's mom, Grandma Walpole, was an overcomer in ways we never expected. After the early death of my grandpa, at a young age of 64, we didn't know how she'd do since gramps did almost everything for her. But gramps shocked us all. She took up roller skating, golf, and lots of other fun things. One of my sweetest memories was roller skating hand-in-hand with grandma when she was 88 or 89. She often said, better to wear out than to rust out. Graham Walpole inspired me and ignited my love for board games or anything else fun. Pearl Beatrice was my feisty, Irish-blooded grandma on my dad's side. Honestly, I don't even know how to explain Grandma Fletcher. This lady had the mind of a savant. She actually had chapters of the Bible memorized, not verses. Before Google, I had grandma. When I would preach and want to find a verse in the Bible, if I couldn't find it in my concordance, I just called Graham, and she always knew where verses were. She was a woman of the word, passionate about prayer, and full of faith. As a senior, she saw that many people didn't have the money needed to provide a Christmas dinner for their family. It broke her heart. And so she asked our pastor if she could make an announcement to ask others to help her in donating items to fill Christmas hampers with everything needed to make a delicious traditional turkey dinner with all the fixings. Graham realized these families were still in need when Christmas was over. So she went to the pastor again and asked if it would be okay for them to keep collecting year round. The ministry grew from a one-time event to our church purchasing two portables that were full of food, furniture, clothing, and other items the families would need. Our church became the point of contact for newcomers in the Hamilton area. Graham's life impacted so many people. I mean, how many 86-year-olds do you know who have over a 1,000 people attend their visitation and funeral celebrations? The impact of Graham's life lives on in all of us. There's not a selfish one in the bunch. Most anyone in my family would give you the shirt off their back if you needed it. My cousin, Billy, and his amazing wife, Rochelle, started the goodness project that exists to provide help and hope to families in crisis. It's Graham's ministry of we share, we care on steroids. Food and other items are not just given out in the Hamilton area. Now there are locations in Ontario, Dallas, Fort Worth area, Nashville, Buffalo, and Israel. Through the work of their nonprofit partners, help is literally being spread around the globe. And since everything the Fletchers do is a family affair, my cousin Pam helps run the Brantford location, where both my uncles are known to give a helping hand. My cousin Angie runs the ever-expanding Buffalo location. I'm involved a little bit, helping write their blog posts and emails, sharing how they spread the goodness of God into this world, just like Grandma taught us. I couldn't honor the amazing moms in my life without taking time to talk about my incredible mother-in-law, Bev Stahl. Bevy held a special place in my heart long before I married Todd. We were brace-eyed buddies and spent summers, oh, so many summers together, her with her grandchildren and me with my kids, taking them swimming on outings or just having fun running from one trailer to the other. Bev began praying for my ministry decades ago and gave me a crown ring one summer. I wore this ring to remind me of who I was when life got super tough at the end of my first marriage. When I felt my lowest, I would look down and see that ring. It would remind me that I was a daughter of the King of Kings and that Bevy was praying for me. But never in my wildest imaginations would I have thought that she would become my mother-in-law. I thank God for Bevy's partnership in ministry through prayer and her generous gift-giving ways. Who's left in my list of moms to honor? Well, my spiritual moms, of course. There's really more than two that I should be listing here, but the show can't be all about my moms. So if I have to choose just two who have impacted my life for the longest time, first would have to be Shirley Edwards as my spiritual mom. When I was a teen, her and Ray welcomed our youth group into their home and hearts. Shirley exemplified what a loving mom and praying mom looks like. Firm, yet fun. The hours she spent with me as a teen and then into my adult years, even into today, as a friend, praying together, speaking love and life into me has been invaluable. Peggy Kennedy is most definitely another of my spiritual moms, coaching me on in ministry for decades. I've had her on the show twice because she just never runs out of amazing things to say. Her belief in the call of God in my life, her encouragement, and especially for how she opened up a seat at the table for me, has changed my life. Thank you, to the moms I've mentioned, and to the many more I've been blessed to have been loved by and to learn from. I want to give a shout out to the newest mama in our family. Marissa Davies just gave birth on Wednesday to another beautiful baby. Naomi Gale, little sister to Olivia, welcome to the family. Although Marissa's only been part of the motherhood club for two years, she's done a fabulous job raising our sweetie Livy so far. I just know that these two girls are in great hands. The last mom I want to honor is someone I've never met. She's not someone anyone living today has either. But the impact of her life and how she parented her son is such a great example to follow. The Bible is full of interesting, amazing, episode-worthy moms, but the mom I'm going to talk about for the rest of this show, well, I'd say she's the most important mom in the Bible, and it's going to be a day of discovery as we look for signs of a good mom in Mary, the mother of Jesus. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages are going to help you dive deep into the teaching segment and take down a lot of notes so that you can quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 65, and you can download them during the music. After this song, we'll dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion so you can get refreshed. with your favorite Bible teachers whenever you can. Connect to your global community wherever you are and worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. Download the My Joy Radio app right now and never view out your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free and grants you unlimited access to on demand programs and podcasts, an in app Bible, and Joy Radio's 24 hour live stream. Get the My Joy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. I saw a meme online with a Supermom action figure and had to laugh. It showed a woman in a business suit, holding a purse, bag of groceries, grocery list, cell phone, running shoes, wearing curlers with a baby in tow. I've also seen these really cute t-shirts with the Superman logo, but the words Supermom below. Girls, I'm going to let you off the hook. Only an action figure can hold the title of Supermom because it's not a real thing. It's unattainable, and thankfully, God never called you to be a super mom. Not even Mary, the mother of Jesus, would qualify for that label. But she sure was a good mom. And that's what your goal should be, a good mom. Today, we're going to take a serious look at how Mary mothered Jesus. You'll see the signs of a good mom and know that they're goals you can achieve or feel good knowing that that's the way you already are. It's easier than you think to be a good mom. So here are the signs of a good mom that I see exhibited in Mary, the mother of Jesus. The first thing I see is that a good mom has a strong relationship with God and trusts him with her life. Luke 1, 26 to 45 tells how Mary was just this average girl when all of a sudden an angel comes in and tells her that she's going to have a child. Not any child. She's going to be the mother of the Messiah. I don't think there would have been many girls who responded like Mary. And if scripture didn't record her words, I don't think I'd believe it myself. Mary responds to this life-altering and difficult message in faith. When Mary and the angel talk, she's open and honest with her feelings. She ends with a statement of faith in whatever God wanted to do with her life, even though she knew it would cause her a lot of problems. This trust doesn't just happen. It only comes out of a close relationship with God. God picked a good girl to embody the presence of God and bring him into the world. Mary wasn't perfect. She wasn't sinless. She was just a normal girl who loved God. Secondly, a good mom has good friends that encourage her in parenting. Luke 1 verses 39 to 56, we read how after Mary has this discussion with the angel, she travels and stays with her cousin Elizabeth for three months. Another pregnant girl. Now, I'm not a big Hillary Clinton fan, but there's one thing that I agree with her. It takes a village to raise a child. I remember when my kids were little, hearing Dr. Dobson, the founder of Focus on the Family, encourage parents to pray and ask God to send others into your child's life when they're a teenager. Because they won't want to listen to you the same as they did when they were a child. As a former youth pastor and parent on the other side of the teen years... Boy, was he right. (laughs) You need other good adults in your children's life to speak into them when they don't want to hear it from you. And you need good friends to help you get through the hard times in motherhood, like Mary found with Elizabeth. And from the other scriptures we read, she's often found hanging out with this great group of women. A good mom listens to God for what his plan is for her child. After the angel visited Mary and told her of the miraculous conception and the events surrounding the birth of Jesus, it says in Luke 2.19 that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She thought about the angels, stars, shepherds, and wise men. It all meant something. Proverbs twenty two six says, Train up a child in the way they should go. Not the way you want them to go. Not the way others think they should go. Pray and find out the way that God wants your kid to go. Look for clues in the way they play as young kids. Ways that might point to their destiny. Treasure up those things. Ponder them. And a word to the wise, only talk about them when directed by God. (laughs) My son Brandon was a born entrepreneur. By seven years old, he began telling me he wanted to own a car company. I mean, what seven year old says that? Brandon's been working at my parents' farm for years now, selling horse trailers, and more than quadrupled their business in the first five years alone. And soon he's going to be buying the business before he'll even be 30 years old. Now, my daughter Shelby, she was born to minister. Playing in her bedroom with stuffed animals lined up on her bed, she played church. Always directing the order service, she would lead worship and then preach. Graduating with a degree in public relations from Southeastern University in Florida, a Christian liberal arts school, she's gone on three mission trips already and worked at a Hillsong church in Florida. Listen to God for what His plan is for your child Then pray into it and sow into it when God directs. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Waldemuth weekdays at 1130 a.m. right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back looking for those signs of a good mom in the motherhood of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, I almost forget what it's like, but pre-COVID, I got to share this message at churches with live audiences. And I had more time there, but even then I couldn't fit in all the good motherhood traits that I find in Mary or really discuss them enough. I know this message has helped so many in the past, so I'm thinking it needs to be made into an online course or something, because there's just so much we can learn from Mary's life. I'll try and get in as many traits as possible in this show, and I'm aiming for a baker's dozen, but you'll have to keep an eye on my online learning suite for when this course is made available, and I get it all out. Well, here we go looking back at Mary to find more Signs of a Good Mom. A good mom recognizes this kid is God's first and hers second. In Luke 2 verses 21 to 39, Mary and Joseph dedicate Jesus to God. The whole dedication ceremony is to acknowledge that our children are not really our own. They're on loan to us from heaven. Simply put, Moms are God's full-time nannies, and dedicating your child to God is not a one-time event. We have to continually dedicate our children to the Lord. The fifth sign of a good mom is that they provide good care for the health of their child. Luke 2.40 says, And the child grew and became strong. Just like the Proverbs 31 woman, Mary must have taken care of Jesus' practical needs for him to grow strong. Sixth, a good mom takes her child to church. Luke 2 verses 41 to 42 says that every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover according to the custom. And they also went to synagogue in their hometown. If you want your child to live out their God-given destiny, then regularly going to church when it's not a pandemic will help to naturally lead them to knowing God like you do, or maybe even better. A good mom also makes mistakes. Have any of you ever forgotten a child somewhere? Well, don't feel bad because Mary did too. In Luke 2 verses 43 to 46, we read the story of how Mary and Joseph left Jesus, a 12-year-old boy in the big city of Jerusalem, and couldn't find him for three days. Seriously, it would have been like leaving your kid in Toronto alone for the weekend. Even Mary made mistakes. The next sign of a good mom I think is difficult for moms in our day and age to hear. A good mom isn't afraid to reprimand her kid. In Luke 2, verse 48, we see how Mary handles it when she actually finds Jesus in Jerusalem. I think too often today, parents don't want to be that person that actually tells their kid when things need to change. But a good mom isn't afraid to reprimand her kid. A good mom also gives her kid room to grow. Luke 2.52 tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. For this to happen, he would have had to get out in the public. And since Mary had a bunch of other kids and was a widow, I don't think she was there all the time. In motherhood, you need to train them up and free them up to follow God's call on their lives. Don't be a helicopter parent always hovering over your kids. Room to grow means room to make choices, good and bad. A good mom focuses her thoughts on all the good things about her kids. Luke 2, 19, and all the way over to 51 and 52. This scripture tells us how Mary treasured up, pondered things in her heart about Jesus. She focused her thoughts on the good things about her kids, not all the things they do wrong. A good mom makes more mistakes. And I don't know about you, but this one sure makes me feel better. That we don't have to just be perfect. Now, Mark 3, verses 20 to 23, and it's also in Luke 8, you read about how Jesus and his family had some dysfunction going on too. It's not just your family, and it's not just mine. It might be surprising to some, but Mary and Jesus' siblings didn't always support him. It's crazy, but they even questioned if he was demon-possessed or out of his mind at one point in this portion of scripture. Sometimes your family can be the most against your life, work, or ministry, and you have to move forward like Jesus did. Thankfully, we know that they all ended up seeing the truth and following Jesus' ministry. A good mom pushes her kids to be all God desires them to be. Sometimes your kids just need a little shove. Figuratively speaking, of course. Don't take me wrong there. John 2 tells the story of Jesus' first miracle when he turns water into wine. This story really intrigues me. I wonder how many miracles Jesus must have performed at home for his mom to believe that he could do something for this crisis. Jesus didn't want to put himself out there yet, but an insistent mom got the miracles rolling. At the appropriate time... It's wise to push your child out of the nest so they can learn how to fly, like it says in Deuteronomy 32 verse 11, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions. And the last sign of a good mom that I can fit in from Mary's life is that a good mom is there for her kids through the hard times. In John 19, verse 25, you can read about Jesus' crucifixion. All but one of his buddies left him, but his mother Mary and some other women were there at Jesus' most difficult hour. One thing I want you moms to notice is that Mary didn't try to take Jesus down off the cross. Being a good mom doesn't mean rescuing your children from everything that can hurt them. As we just read in Deuteronomy 32.11, sometimes you have to stand back and let things happen, but you're there giving them the right kind of support. You're not to enable or ignore them. Girls, if you want great kids, you don't have to be perfect, but you've got to be a good mom like Mary. My challenge for you this week is to get expressive. Don't just listen to this show and feel gratitude for the mothers that you've had speak into your life. Thank them. Let your words to them drip of the love and appreciation you hold for their impact on your life. Don't be shy and understated. This Mother's Day, spread the love loud. If you're a mom, I have a special challenge for you. Keep your eyes open this year in a new way. Look for opportunities to be like Mary, letting yourself off the hook when you make mistakes, but mothering with a heart of love and a clear vision of God's purposes for your child or children's lives, no matter their age. Do what you can to help your sons and daughters walk in the full destiny God intended for their lives. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 65 of the Soul H2O Radio and podcast show. Make sure to check out the show notes with a listing of signs of a good mom from the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.